Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
uh, that just adds, I think, an element of uh, loyalty and, you know, the the real Taurus values, um, practical connection to the physical plane in a way of expressing things. So if you happen to have an anniversary or you happen to have a birthday or some other kind of occasion, or even if not, there are physical ways of you being able to express feelings of affection and love, including and up to, you know, buying flowers and whatever other things that you think might touch someone's heart. So it's a nice time to do that right now in this weekend to be able to express ourselves in a loving way through the physical plane. Um, Saturn making a lovely sextile to all of that, I think adds uh, enough of a of an emotional intimacy that uh, we can feel positive about the truth of the expression. You know, Capricorn might sometimes make expressions just for appearances, but I think Saturn sextiling this... Um, collection of planets in Capricorn adds a certain bit of sincerity, intimacy, and truth. Jupiter is in opposition, but that's not a really of any importance as far as it doesn't create anything negative. Uh, the Meaning the opposition is not important. It doesn't create anything negative. And I think that Jupiter puts also the balance in there of nurturing and care. Um, it's really a pretty straightforward uh, global energy because there isn't right now too much conflict. Mars is, uh, you know, has been um, square to some of that Capricorn, but it's not right now. So some of the more aggressive tendencies are also uh, not there because um, the Capricorn, the planets that are in Capricorn, have moved along uh, a little, along a little farther. And um, Uranus and Pluto are still in a very wide square. They're both direct, and uh, they will be catching up to each other and making another exact square in April. We'll be paying close attention to that. That's the Global Energy Minute, and I'm Dr. Craig. You're listening to The Inside Connection. Um, Tonight's topic, what I really wanted to discuss, was aspects and the way in which aspects create attraction or repulsion for that matter sometimes we can really feel repelled by people um i wanted to talk about the way in which different aspects in the chart create attraction and why they do it came from looking at the global energy i looked at where the planets were uh you know earlier today in preparation for the show and i saw a couple of things that 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 you know interested me like um, Venus was conjunct to Pluto, and what is that? What is that aspect like? A conjunction. Let's say somebody has. Um, uh, let's just say two people on their sun signs. You know, people are always asking me about what energies work the best. So let's say that you're a Libra, or you're a, and and you're and you're you meet somebody who's a who's a Sagittarius, you know. This is very good energy, very positive energy, because the aspect is harmonious. And so we say, oh, well, you know, you get along, you get along well with that person because there's harmony between Libra and Sagittarius. And, you know, we know that the chart is more complicated than that, that, more complicated than just sun signs. So let's say that a Libra meets a Sagittarius, but that same Sagittarius has Capricorn rising or has some Capricorn in their chart. The aspect between Capricorn and Libra is a square. 
and square energy is more disharmonious, meaning more difficult to uh, navigate. You know, between two people, if a Capricorn meets a Libra, the energy might not be as as easy. It might not be as comfortable as the energy between the Libra and the Sag. And since there's more than just our sun sign, we could say be that Libra person and meet somebody who with some Capricorn in their chart and initially that could, you know, um, we could find that abrasive. It's one reason why when we meet people, we may have a different reaction to them initially than we do after we get to know them because we might be picking up on one part of their, of their um, personality, one part of their chart uh, that that is abrasive to some part of our chart, but let's say that that part is more superficial. Let's say that it is, um, you know, the rising sign uh, for just the example's purpose, and um, that at a deeper level, when we get to know someone better and they reveal uh, more... Um, not hidden, so to speak, but just more complex parts of our personality. You know, that we don't necessarily meet someone and the very first thing that we show to them is everything about ourselves. That's part of the idea behind the rising sign and to a large extent the sun sign. We're going to operate from uh, the place of our sun sign. If you're a Libra, you know, and you have Leo rising or something like that, well, you're going to come across very Leo. You're going to come across very uh, proud and, and um, showy. And then you're also going to show a lot of Libra. But if you have other planets in your chart um, that are in different signs, which is likely, um, because the chart is usually composed of a, you know, a, um, a fairly diverse set of energies, you you may not get to be revealing those parts of yourself initially. It may not be where you feel comfortable revealing that part of yourself. And it isn't until time passes where we see uh, those things. Now, interestingly, uh, the reverse can happen. And I think a lot of people um, also find that out, especially when they're making friends or dating that you can be attracted to uh, a certain energy. Um, like let's say that you are the Libra and the Capricorn, but the Capricorn has Sagittarius rising. So the very first thing that you see is, uh, is Sagittarius. The person's very adventurous and they seem very free, and you're the Libra and you really like that. But after you get to know them for a little while even, you find out that they're a Capricorn, they're a lot more serious, and they're a lot more um, maybe authorita authoritative would be one shadow aspect of Capricorn. And maybe as a Libra, you're really like, oh, it doesn't really jive with my, you know, fair and everything is fair is good personality. And, you know, over time, what emerges is that there's more of a conflict. I think that a lot of people probably find that out you know, we're in relationships where they end up not, you know, relationships that don't last, relationships that don't really work out, is that over time uh, more is revealed about um, our partner or the person we're trying to have a relationship with. And, uh, then, and then we're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. So it can happen in both directions on the one side where we, where we you know, 
meet somebody and we're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, but it's better than I thought it was going to be, or I didn't like you when I first met you. You know, we've all had that experience. And then, unfortunately, the opposite, where we're really attracted to someone for one reason or another in the beginning, and the more intimate we become with them, the more we discover that we're not really that excited about uh, the combination that we represent, the um, the personality pieces and the way that they fit together uh, between our two charts. So that's the general idea behind, um, you know, tonight's conversation was how do planets connect and why do the aspects create the attractions or the, um, or the distance that they, that they create between us as individuals. So I kind of wanted to um, look at the idea of some of the aspects individually for those of you who are, you know, studying astrology or you know a little bit about astrology. It's it's important to recognize that not every um, difficult aspect, like a square, creates a problem. For instance, if if people have um, Mars uh, square Venus, let's say, that that can actually be very exciting and very dynamic. It doesn't have to mean that the two people are not attracted. It can mean that they're very attracted. Um, compared to if somebody had Mars square Saturn, meaning if my Mars was square to your Saturn, then I might find you extremely inhibiting of my actions because Mars rules action and Saturn rules um, sort of a focus and a discipline. And while there's a positive thing about disciplined action, you can get a lot of work done, that isn't necessarily what would show up in a square. So the the aspects was part of part of the conversation i guess is about something called synastry synastry in astrology is where we compare the effects that two people have on each other based on the planets in their chart and um synastry is actually very exciting to me and it always has been i think even from when i was first studying astrology i would take the charts of me and family members and friends and i would write them out sort of in a linear fashion just to compare where the planets were located and and then cross match and you know where was their harm, harmony which aspects worked well and what were those aspects and which aspects didn't work well and what were those and um to this day, I find it extremely interesting to be able to look at uh, two people's charts and see where they will work together and, uh, well and where they won't. And it, it's important. I think everybody is very curious about um, you know their individual reaction to someone. Like I said, that there's a common question of which signs would work well for me which I kind of do like that question now. I used to not like that question at all. Now it's okay because I think I have a more complex answer for that. At one time I didn't like that question because I, I realized, you know, I was learning astrology and I was learning how much more complicated it was than just saying, oh, well, I'm a Scorpio, which signs aren't good for me? Or like, oh, well, I read that Leo and Aquarius are not good for me if I'm a Scorpio. 
but it doesn't take into account that I have my moon in Aquarius and so Aquarians and I have a tendency to get along uh, because you know I'm again that sinistry my moon would be conjunct someone's son if they were in Aquarius and there would be a communication between that person's spiritual presence in my life and my own soul based and emotional reaction to their um, their way of being, their way of living. So we do always begin in synastry with kind of looking at our individual planets, the, the inner ones, the more we call them the personal planets, those five, the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. And then we compare it to another person's chart. You know, look and see if you're going to be argumentative with someone. You know, look to see if you've got Mars square Mercury or Mars square Mars. You know, Mars represents a sort of aggressive, active, initiative-based uh, part of our personality. And if two people have those parts of their personality in, you know, in harmonious relationship to one another if they're taking action in different ways, uh, if they're aggressive in different ways, if they're, if they're more aggressive, more stick-to-itive, you know, got to get it done, part of their personality was inharmonious, if it didn't really connect well, then there could be a lot of abrasive, you know, interactions between those two people. Same thing I made the example of Mars and Mercury, that if it was a Mars-Mercury incompatible, like a square, and I can give more examples, like if someone had Mars and Scorpio and Mercury and Leo. It can be a lot of arguing because Mercury represents the mind, again, and Mars-Mercury together represent arguments if it's, if it's a square. If it's, if it's a conjunction, then you have somebody who takes action in a very similar way to the other person thinks. And that's very harmonious and very compatible, and a lot can get done, and a lot can get expressed between the two people. For for instance, if it was, you know, Mars in Leo and Mercury in Leo, then both people are going to be operating from a place of creativity and uh, playfulness and... Um, forgiveness and you know the the theme of the two people's uh, personalities uh, merges more uh, uh, in a friendly way and and that's seen in the aspects the aspect is always you know incredibly important between um, between planetary interactions and the aspects are not necessarily, you know, easy to grasp. I think sometimes they're very subtle because we're always having to look at, you know, what things are being mixed. If it's, uh, you know, if someone's got their, their Neptune conjunct my Mercury, then maybe that person might, um, you know, pull the wool over my eyes, even if it's a conjunction. Uh, definitely if it's a square, but even if it's a conjunction, which customarily might be a good kind of a thing, a conjunction, it can be a kind of negative thing if the two planets involved are not mixed well. So I think when when you're when you're looking at um, at synastry and you're wanting to find out whether you know a certain person or a certain chart merges well for you, if if you should go into business with someone. Um, if if someone uh, might be a good choice for you to date uh, or think about dating, 
then um, then then you want to be able to look at you know a, a kind of comprehensive uh, overall look on the planets and where they are. Um, the uh, the last point that I wanted to make about the the uh, the aspects was oh I see someone popped up in my uh, switchboard and I will come back to uh, my topic. Hi, area code nine one seven. It's Doctor Craig. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How Hi. are you? Have I'm you called Vivian. in? Have you I called talk- in before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Who is this? Vivian. 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 Let me just open up the astrology yeah. software, and I will. Um, I'll take a look at your chart for you. Did you have a specific question? Um, actually, you were talking about the synastry, yeah. and I was comparing me and my mom's chart, and um, uh, my moon squares her Mercury, so, like, is, is that your last bad, right? start with a W? Yeah, yeah. So, you're born in Queens? Mm-hmm. Is that right? April 26, 1994? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good. Yes. So go ahead. I, I like to have this conversation with you. Your moon in Scorpio um, is squaring my mom's Mercury. So is that bad? That's bad, right? Well, it's a square. Yeah, it's difficult because it's a square, and and you know you are a woman, so you're connected to your moon energy, and your moon's in Scorpio. So it's kind of a little bit strong, passionate, emotionally volatile. Is her Mercury in Aquarius or Leo? A Leo. Leo, right. So one of the (laughs) – the the part of also the – part of also I think the the difficulty when we're looking at at a particular – Square, right, has to do with mm-hmm. being able to sort of really sit with the energy of the sign and figure out why are these energies square. And mm-hmm. one of the things between Leo and Scorpio energy can be that Leo is very out there, very showy, and Scorpio mm-hmm. is very private. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you could feel in that interaction with your mother is she thinks that things should be, you know, thrown out into the spotlight or, you know, that she that she you know, doesn't appreciate secrets or hiding or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you find that with her? I mean I mean like yeah, but like I feel like me and her think very, very differently. Like Yeah. It's it's sometimes really we never agree on anything, <laughs> anything really. So yeah. that's why but, I was. But wondering. does it? But does it come from? In other words, you when you want to try to figure out how to help that situation, you have to try to take a look at why is it? Do you think why is it? Are you thinking very differently? And what approach are you both taking? Right, Moon and Scorpio mm-hmm. person, that's you, is going to be private, secretive, um, suspicious, emotionally vulnerable, right? Mercury and Leo person is going to be out there, proud, showy, bossy. You know, those energies are very conflicting. They don't go well together. So how do you bridge, you know, how do you bridge 
the energy of Leo and Scorpio? That's the big question beyond just saying uh, that, you know, that something is hopeless. I don't like saying that something is hopeless. And I think that between people, we always have a responsibility to figure out how to make something better, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, like, I'm really, really emotional, and she's more, like, emotionally detached. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because she has a moon in Aquarius, too. So it's mm. like, so we Uh-oh. feel, like, completely different. Yeah. Like, she can never yeah, well, understand the way a, I you're feel. you're a Taurus. You're a Taurus with moon yeah. in Scorpio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a Taurus, so you're very practical and very grounded and very emotional, and she's not. Finding common ground in that is not an easy thing to do. But, you know, tonight's conversation was more just about being able to identify where it comes from to try to be able to figure out how to remedy that, you know. Leo is ruled by the sun, and Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. And in our solar system, there is very little that's that far apart, right? Those are the ones that are on opposite sides. of. They're, they're like opposed because their frame of reference uh, is so completely different. Mm-hmm. Pluto is off in the darkness and this, you know, like just dealing with underworld energy. It's very intense. And um, Leo is more about just attracting attention to themselves. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, their ideas, like their the creative ideas. They want to be noticed. Yeah, I know. I know. Does she definitely, feel competitive with you? Does she feel not competitive really. with you? Not really. Not at all, really. But, I mean, no, not really. Do you look for more emotional validation from her? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, you can't, she just you can't doesn't find it there. It. Definitely not at all. Like, my father and my brother all have moon in Aquarius. So, like, they don't know the way I feel at all. Like, they'll never understand. So, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, very, like, they think I'm, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Because I'm so emotional. So, it's like, yeah, well, they think emotional. it's not normal or something. Yeah. Yeah, well... You know, cool-headed air types definitely don't understand. And you have Capricorn at the midheaven, so that means that your mother is very serious, you know, very serious, very preoccupied with appearances and very not, you know, not not concerned very much with... um, with emotional situations. Like Capricorn is um, practical, overrules emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what do you think you about my chart? Did you have a question chart? about it? Did you have a specific question about how to make something like that better? Sometimes it's um, it's not easy to do. Sometimes I mean, like, what's you... my, like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm like, what do you think about my chart, like, the combination I have? Like, is it, like, overall good? Like, is it, like... Yeah. Well, you have the polarity of having to manage your, what you own, what belongs to you, with with being able to share your resources and yourself with something, with someone else. So you're working on, you know, the idea of yours, mine, and ours. And... When you mm-hmm. really fully mm-hmm. understand what that is and you really fully grasp the idea of yours, mine, and ours, then you're going to be, you know, 
I think, leading a much happier life with a partner. It has to be with somebody that you're having an emotional relationship with because you have so many planets in the seventh house, which is the house of relationships. But um, but it sounds like in the family environment you had not such good examples about that because part of yours, mine, and ours is the emotional experience. The emotional yeah. experience that we share. It's not just about the physical plane. But no, mm-hmm. I like your chart. I like your chart. I think it's good, and I think that your own drive for career and friendship, and you know, in the end, you're going to really appreciate your sensitivity. You'll really appreciate, you know, it's Saturn in Pisces and that that's well aspected to your moon and it's well aspected to your Jupiter Mm -hmm. and that you really are a caring friend and... I really am. I'm I'm not the kind of person to, like, do something evil, you know. No, no, I I don't really mean that there are people people who are not like that either. I'm just saying that you're very caring. You don't have to be evil to just not, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes people can be more self-serving. It doesn't mean that they're evil. Um, But you've got a genuinely good sharing and considerate heart, and that's really nice. I'm glad you called in, especially with this industry question, because that was really nice for me to be able to talk to you about that. Oh, also, like, my north node or whatever, like, it's in Scorpio. Like, Uh what does that really mean, like, in in the seventh house? Like, does that, is that going to affect something, like? Anything, it just means like, that, that you're, you're, you have a personal destiny for having a relationship with somebody that's emotionally intense, probably sexual, um, because Scorpio yes. rules sex, and that you're going to learn how to share with that person, that you've made a personal commitment to learn how to share what you have with them and for them to share what they have with you. That's, I'll that's speak to you another time, all right? All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Have a great night. All right, you too. Hey, listen, that was really fast. I can't believe I talked for half an hour. I guess I felt a little wired. I had just finished with a client, and I'm Dr. Craig. I'll talk to you next Thursday here on the Inside Connection. Bye-bye. from above When I climbed down to be set free She took me in again And the beat A big hot sun Beating on the beat before In a big hot world When she comes to greet me She is mercy at my feet in her charm, she just throws it back at me. Once I dug an early grave to find a better land, she just smiled and laughed at me and took her blues back again. <laughs>